Hello, world. I'm Shawa Evans. And I'm Stanley Wiggins. And this is Black, Black Hipster. Where we talk about Black pop culture. Gay pop culture. Black gay pop culture. And sometimes other, other shit. shit. <laughs> Listen, we're going to get this right. Like behind me. <laughs> well, I am. And, and honestly, when you came in on your hello, like your hello world, yeah. when I could hear you, it was just a low world. That's all I heard. That was like, <laughs> and then it's it, so, yeah, I apologize. I probably was, because I probably started before it was recording. I was, I was high. I was way too high. I was like working nonstop, like oh my God. every day through the weekends, in the evening. So your girl's a little wired, just a, just a tad. Just did a you tad. work on at all yesterday for MLK Day? I did. Oh yeah, happy uh, past MLK Day. Hopefully yeah, yeah. had a great MLK Day. <laughs> uh, minus the people who were marching and then got beat up by the cops. Soon oh, as they God. got over the Brooklyn Bridge, I did um, not hear about that. Jeez, yeah, geez. it was it was like wild to watch. Like they were brawling out there. Oh like, my God! Cops, it was crazy too because I was like, it must have been so many cops because at times in the video it's just like I don't actually see any civilians. I just see cops going crazy. So I'm just like, like is it like like forty five cops beating up one person because it's mad cops in a huddle? Oh my God. Like, I'm talking like going at it, and I'm like, but I don't even see a civilian. So what's what's happening there? Yeah, they they were beating up on two civilians. That's what mm -hmm. that's what was going on. And of course, the New York police commissioner, he's blaming it on the civilians, blah blah blah. And I'm like, can we get rid of this guy? He's such yeah. an idiot. Like, God. Uh, but anyway. Yes. Anyway. I was like, but guess what? Would it be a celebration of Martin Luther King if a bunch of peaceful peaceful protesters get, get the shit kicked out of them by the cops? <laughs> what exactly. other way to commemorate the man's work? <laughs> exactly. Let's keep I it mean, on trend. Yeah, right. Let's just be decades behind. Yes, um, ma'am. Like, make it a true MLK day. Like, as if MLK himself were here and we were still marching back yeah. in the damn civil rights movement. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Before we get into the topic, I want to jump. Yeah. I have to ask you: Have you been watching? You've been watching. Are you up to date on Drag Race? Uh, did I watch Friday? I think it's three episodes now. Yes, 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 yes. Because it was the the premiere, and then the first, um, like the what's the name? What do you, the show? And then congratulations, and then the second one, the um, drag around the world or whatever. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. I what do you think about the season so far? <laughs> I feel like in at the at the start of the season, the girls are always a little busted. Um, I always feel like the girls are a little busted, you know. <laughs> yes, you and, then, and then they pick it up as the show goes on because in the promo, yeah, to me they always look just. They do, right? In the yeah. promo. Like, they, yeah. I think they always look so bad in the promo. I uh -huh. see the promo, and I'm always like, oh, God, here go a new busted bunch. Um, <laughs> yes, because I think that's the first thing you said to me. Ooh, it's a busted bunch. Ooh, every, <laughs> every season. And I'm totally going to get dragged, no pun intended, dragged <laughs> for saying all of this by Drag Race super fans. But I feel like every season, the bunch just looks more and more busted. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, after the first, like, three episodes or so, it's like, okay, so-and-so serving looks. 
Yeah. And then sometimes what happens too is there will be like one or two queens that serve the hell out of some looks, but they're mad stank and I don't like them. Yeah. Like they're super catty and super shady. And I'm just like, uh, I could just do without you. Like they have that Gia gun kind of oh, where it's just like like what are you talking about? Like if every single thing that comes out of your mouth has to be something negative about another person, you should reevaluate what you're doing in your life. Exactly. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, do you not have any joy in there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I totally agree. Yeah, they're they're hard. Well, yeah, you you can't like them as much. You know, is it you don't want to? So yeah, yeah. but I'm I'm excited. Um, I know I watch it with Josh, and I know he. What were you about to say? I'm sorry. Um. Nothing. I was I was like just trying to think about what happened in the episode that might have been anything a little memorable, but it's it's fine. Well, they I mean the the groups are still separate, which is something that they haven't done in the season so far. You know, like the groups are I think they merged them on the next episode, the in fourth the episode, episode. What I saw and from I the love that, um with Tina Burner was like, hello, B team, or something oh. like that. <laughs> Welcome, B team. I did think that that was funny. And Tina's yeah. super shady. Oh, Tina's super shady. I was shady. like, no, that yeah. was funny. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I liked how, what is it, Rose was like, I like Tina. I don't think Tina likes me. It is like, uh, yeah, it doesn't seem like Tina likes you. Yeah, Tina, Tina's not very nice to anybody. Yeah. Although, I will say this, though, as I was watching, so when they were talking to, um, I don't remember the queen's name, but the the older black one, Auntie Tamisha. All, all, Tamisha. Got him. Yeah. And Tamisha was like, you know, my biological kids. And then they were like, "Oh man, that pussy is on fire. That pussy knocked out biological kids." I was like, "See, this is the stuff where, like, as a woman, I draw." Uh-huh. That's the stuff that I'm just kind of like, okay, I'm gonna need mm-hmm. you to calm down. Is it, yeah, we have to get into this. We have to. I don't know if we want to do it today because I also, you know, because you notice how we talked about how they changed the the opening. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sorry, not opening. RuPaul's classic line. RuPaul's line, yeah. And how she doesn't call, it, she doesn't say. And I have actually haven't even tried to do any research as to why she changed it. I have my own ideas why she changed the line. And then even throughout the whole show, you know, we've talked a little bit about how. You know, there's these men and 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 drag who are dressing up as women, exaggerated versions of women. You know, all of the things that come along with that, whether you know how they frame their bodies, a woman's supposed to look in their eyes, and all of these things. Just the the dynamics between gay men and 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 straight women, and mm-hmm. adopting, co-opting. You know, you know the sort of also too black sister girl attitudes and all these things, mm-hmm. and it's. Because they're still men. They're still men. And, and, and it's funny how this medium that is about, you know, like, what, what am I trying to say? When we see, we see cooking channels, who are the lead? Who, who are the number ones? Always men. Things mm-hmm. that are even traditionally women, like women-centric, quote-unquote, like a woman's job. It's always men. Always men leading the charge. You know, and even Well, the- because that's because they, women have been ordained those roles within the home. But mm-hmm. once those become money making ventures, especially ones that are highly lucrative, yeah. Well, yeah, then men are like, oh no, that's all me. Yeah, <laughs> that's all us. We got. And then that. they have that access too. You know, they have that access, mm-hmm. and you see, there's a show about drag queens, and yes, it's it, it's about a marginalized group of people. But the one of the biggest shows for gay people is men. It's not it's something that's happened for the women, the lesbians we talked about have not had as much divisibility in those spaces as men. 
And um, a lot of the entertainment for gay people on television is for men. And yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, even like Logo, Logo wasn't carrying. I mean, yeah, there, there weren't a bunch of shows about lesbians on Logo. I remember when we were watching it. No, I don't think so. I'm like, did, did they start running the L word at some point or did I just make that up? In my they mind? might have run the L word. And then if they did, it was not the same show. Because Excuse me, I'm burping. Yeah, but mm-hmm. it was it definitely was Logo. You understood that when you were going to Logo, you were mostly going to find um, the shows that were centered around gay men. Uh-huh. Absolutely. And what do you think, like, because I know even, too, like, you know, because Josh and I, we're two gay men, and there are certain things. And I think, I won't say, I think I'm a little bit more sensitive to certain things that women may talk about and may express, I think, because a lot of it has to do with me being most of my friends being women. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely there are things that I've missed, definitely. So it's like, because when you talk about the, when you were talking about the how you felt like RuPaul should have, it was fine with you that she changed her her um, her slogan of, you know, racers made the best drag queen win. Mm-hmm. And I liked women. And I thought, oh, it was poking fun and it was fine. And even when they talk about, they call themselves girl and sister girl, to a certain extent, that doesn't bother me. But I'm pretty sure I know that that bothers some women and that gets under the skin. Like what they said, that comment about her having a pussy. The funny thing is my radar did go up about that, but I wasn't, I didn't feel the way that you felt. Why? Tell me why. I don't know if you want to elaborate. Go. I, I think it, like, I, I don't even have an issue with them being like, you know, step up my pussy and all of that. Uh-huh. To me, that's fine and it's funny and it's whatever. It was when they started talking about having biological children and it was like, oh, it was like this praise for Tamisha because Tamisha's pussy was like that shit because Tamisha had biological kids. Mm-hmm. And it was like, okay, now you're starting to dip a little bit too much, I think, into uh-huh. my side. Also, too, <laughs> like, there, there's so many stuff that, like, women deal with when it comes to, like, biologically having children and raising yeah. children and, you know what I mean, being able to get pregnant or carry kids. And there's so much that goes into that that men don't understand. Yeah. And at a, cer- a certain degree, they just will never get. So when you start likening, like, for a man, what that is to have biological children to the same thing it is for a woman to have, like, biological children, or, like, to bear children, too, because that was yeah. kind of the context in which he was saying it. Yeah. That to me starts to get a little bit too much. Mm-hmm. It was like I'm gonna need you to pull that back a little bit because I could I could see how that could be triggering for a woman, you know, who maybe has had issues like um, carrying a child or whatever. Um, I don't know. I just it, it it didn't sit right with me, and I don't yeah. you know I don't have any children. <laughs> I'm, I haven't been pregnant or any of that, so uh-huh. you know. I can't speak for anybody who's actually had like fertility issues or that kind of thing. But I do think that like men do have to be careful when they start likening things, their, their functional biology to women's functional biology, especially when it starts getting into this realm of stuff that they just have no understanding of um, things that they just will never have to go through. I'm like, I'm going to need you to chill with that. And you tell me where you feel, because I'm going to say something. Listen, I'm just going to say it. You tell me where you feel, because I, I want to know. Like, because, because I feel, because I, you know, I'm going to be honest. When that came on, it did hit me. And I was like, 
hmm, that can be a little bit funny for some people. That's going to be a little bit, you know, I kind of looked at Josh and we were like, hmm. But then on the other end of it, I feel like there should be, where's the space? Like I'm thinking, I don't know, it's just because I'm this generation, like we, how can, we can continue to make fun of things. Like, should we, should we, do we need to like have a disclaimer or acknowledge something? Should someone have said, girl, but you know what women go through is nothing. It's not, you know, should someone have said something like that? Or, or is there a space to just make fun of things and be, and just say shit, but people, you know that you're joking. You know what I'm saying? Like, There's you know always that joking. Be that space, but is that not the space? Somebody. It's always anything you say, you'll run the risk of offending That's somebody. True. I think the difference is whether or not it's something major or if it's something minor. Like, uh-huh. are you going to offend a handful of people or are you going to offend a race of people? Like, you know what I mean? So, I mean, <laughs> yes. like, it, it's up to you to decide. And if you feel okay saying it, you're just like, I don't think that's an issue. That's a problem. Uh-huh. It is what it is. I mean, I'd be curious to know what other women think about that because that's just how I felt about it. But maybe some other women are just like, oh, no, girl, I don't care. Like, nah, I ain't tripping on it. But because I feel like there are, because even we've had, because there definitely are, we've had conversations about about drag, the drag community, or even just other things that you've you've said don't bother you as a woman. No, that don't bother me. Even just over the course of this conversation, that doesn't bother me. I'm pretty sure there are women who have issues with these men calling each other women, referring to each other as girl, and all of these things, and bitches, and all of these, because I think there is a fine line. Especially yeah. then when it becomes, it's out of that circle. I think like when it's amongst you guys, then it can be something that's fun and we know you're joking, but I think it can be, then when you come in the presence of a woman and then there's sort of that same level of familiarity or the way that you use and the way that you throw out bitch, every woman's not going to be okay with that and they should recognize right. that. I've had that it's happen like, yes. with two friends of mine. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Well, a friend of mine and a coworker. Uh-huh. She was she was ready to buck, and he kept calling her bitch, and she was like, "I'm not that girl. Yeah. We're not friends. Stop calling me that." Mm-hmm. And he felt like as a gay man, he could continue to do that. Yeah, and it was about to be a big thing. Um, mm-hmm. And I was just like, "See, that's that's just, uh, and that's what I'm talking about. It's just like, okay, it's all fun and games until somebody's bothered by it and respect that when someone says, I agree. Not yeah. me though. Like, not me. Don't kiki with me in that way. We're mm-hmm. not friends like that, or I don't like it. I, I think it's offensive, or what have you. And there's always going to be somebody out there that feels that way. Yeah. And hey, like, if you put it on TV, if you put it on a huge platform, you might get some of that blowback. Yeah. Now, I'm not somebody that's going to go tirading about it. Mm-hmm. Because you know, I don't care that much. Yeah, um, but it definitely my radar definitely went up, and I was like, mm, I could do without that. Yeah, but and, and I think that it's because to your point, like as you said, there's always going to be someone who gets offended about it, and then is that for me? What you also said was, is that some like you have to acknowledge it? You have to sort of respect that person's place. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, well, I recognize. Does that, and then I feel like too, for me, if I'm respecting that person's place around them, maybe I'm going to be careful and mindful of the language that I'm using. Because sometimes people would say, well, you're being too sensitive. And I feel like 
that may or may may or may not be true. We can't judge that. But also, what does it cost me to just sort of be mindful of the words that I'm using? I used to have that with one of my good friends where I used to say bitch a lot. And I would use this to men, for men and women. And she's a lesbian and she had to correct me. And she was like, I don't like you using that word. And I was like, "Why, well, bitch, I'm just joking with you. Oh. And she, she was just, and I, I'm pretty sure I didn't say it like that, but, you know, joking. But, you know, she was very much, very adamant about me not using that word to her. And it only took a couple of times. It probably was just that one time. And I didn't agree with it. And I was annoyed. And then I had to check myself. Why am I annoyed that I can't call her bitch? You know, why exactly. am I annoyed that she's, she's, you know, because I felt like, I felt like I'm not like those other guys. I, this is not what I mean. And I can understand, okay, that's not what I mean, but I can't change the fact that this is how she feels. She also was very okay with calling me the N-word all the time in some places. And I'm like, girl, please stop doing that. <laughs> but so we had our thing. Oh, I'm like, oh, but, you know, I had to recognize that. You guys sound like that. great friends. Yo, no, I love her. Yeah, but we ha- I had to get understand that because I didn't want to be insensitive to, towards her. So it was just easy of me just curbing my language. And then, too, even with you guys, like I know sometimes with it'll slip out occasionally with like you when I'm around you or Jasmine, but I feel un- I've noticed that I feel uncomfortable now saying it, like saying bitch. And I realized too because I thought about it and I was like, I say it more than they do. You know, like I say it more than you or Jasmine do. And it's like I'll say it to a lot of my gay male friends or I'll say it to John, you know, whatever. But then I started being more aware of it because, like I said, I realized you guys don't say it to each other as much. And, you know, every now and then, you know, someone will say it to me, but it's very, very rare where I've heard you guys even use it for me. I use it more than you guys do. So I become more aware of it because I don't want to offend you guys. You know, I don't, I don't want to put, it, put myself in a situation where my friend has to correct me for saying something that, okay, yeah, maybe I shouldn't have said, or you don't know how people are going to take things in that moment because it has a different meaning for you all than it does. And it, it can be triggering for you all. In a, yeah, in a different but way I think it can it's also with your close friends, you know, because like I have a a straight male friend, a cisgender straight male friend who uses that word all the time. Uh huh. Like in in like it just replaced the word woman for him <laughs> in his vocabulary. Yes, yes. And you know, there have been times when I'm like, "Are you serious?" And then there's <laughs> other times too, and I'm like. It just it goes right by me. Yeah, like it like doesn't it doesn't affect me. It doesn't my radar doesn't even go up. I don't even notice it because he does it so much. Yeah, and it's become so interchangeable with woman or girl for him that uh-huh. it now it feels so benign and so harmless when he says it that like I don't even chastise him or say anything anymore most of the time. Isn't that wild? But this is, that is I think wild. because it's a it's a close friend. Yeah. Because if I were out in a, and about in the world and some guy said that to me at a party and was like, hey, bitch, you want to drink? <laughs> <laughs> that would be a problem. You're like, what? Like, yeah. Yes. I'm pretty sure I would double take it. You're not talking to me, right? Yeah. But you just you yes. can't possibly be. You don't know me like that. I was definitely ready. Like, to knock if he bucks. Yeah. And you would also, I'm pretty sure, in a situation where your friend who uses that word, if you guys were out and he used it towards a girl, a woman that he didn't know that well and she got offended, you would understand where she's coming from and you would have to tell him, like, listen, this is Absolutely. why she's upset. Absolutely. And yes. And I notice he doesn't refer to me as as bitch. Uh-huh. You know? So that says something. 
It's telling. Unless he does when I'm just not around. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Maybe he does. God bless his little heart. Yeah, he you meet his friends, daughters. and they're like, "Get that bitch." He's like, "Yeah, this that bitch." You like, oh, "Okay, how you doing, bitch?" <laughs> he's got two daughters, so hopefully he's he's figuring this out. Um, but oh. that's actually a great transition into what we wanted to talk about today, mm-hmm. um, because it is kind of sort of this difference in raising boys and raising girls. Um, yeah. And I, I came across this um, this article about <clears throat> how if you want to raise successful boys, then you actually need to give them more uh, time for physical activity every day. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it, it sort of just was getting into um, this idea that like kids have now been boxed into our nine to five and they're actually not biologically um, set up to just be sitting in a yeah. classroom for hours. Um, and I think, you know, kids for the most part will get what, like a 45 minute recess or something like that yeah. um, to just go out. And you listen, you know, cause you see them kids in them schoolyards going <laughs> crazy. <laughs> like you, you, you ever like walk by an elementary school and yeah. like, it's so loud. It's so, it is it's, loud. Oh my God. And it's just pockets of kids just Wilding the hell out. Yes, running. Like, yes. Well, are they beating these kids? <laughs> and, yes, yes. And you so sometimes want energy. And you don't want to watch because, you know, as a man watching kids play in the parking lot, like looking at the gate, that's <laughs> crazy. But sometimes <laughs> I want to sit and watch because they seem like they're having so much fun, reckless abandon. But, you know, you know what? It's just kind of like I glance and just keep walking by, maybe smile. But now, too, you have your mask on. So I can't even look. I just quickly look and avert my eyes, like, let me not look like a creeper. So we can't I listen. About that. We so cannot we're, recognize we're, the pedophile. Freedom. Yes. <laughs> well, they said apparently researchers said that um, you know forcing kids to sit for you know six eight hours straight or whatever um, is leading to uh, a storm of problems, which includes like um, us overprotecting kids and mm-hmm. trying to keep them safe from physical activity. Activity. Mm-hmm. Um, just basically increases their likelihood of real health issues. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause basically they just ain't going to be built against nothing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, playing and getting hurt is kind of like immunizations <laughs> for life. <laughs> you know? Exactly. And yeah. I agree, you know, and that goes back to, you know, we had spoken about helicopter parenting a while back and mm-hmm. that's a huge part of that where it's like, yeah, you see these parents, they won't even let their kids just get off the bench. And it's just like, lady, yes, he might bust his nose, but he'll learn something. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he'll, the next time he busts his nose, he'll understand what that pain is. And he'll either A, try to avoid it or B, take it. Because mm-hmm. he'll be like, yeah, we've done this before. Um, <laughs> it also inhibits their academic growth, yeah. especially boys, because it makes them harder to concentrate. Because, of course, it's like sitting there all like riled up <laughs> with all mm-hmm. the energy just bubbling inside them. And then you you ask them to freaking you know uh, memorize and re- recite back a poem, and then it's just all over. <laughs> yeah, they're fidgety and ready to jump out of their skin. Yeah, yeah. Right. And then they said that when they fail to conform quietly to this low energy paradigm, I'm now reading this. Um, that we overdose, we overdiagnose or punish them for reacting mm-hmm. how they're naturally built. Which, child, let's not even get into this. Oh, yeah. Like 
ADHD diagnoses and things like that skyrocketing mm-hmm. in the past like 10 years or so. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of wild. It's it's tricky because I know, and a lot of this too, but you're, a lot of this can be, uh, what is it? Contri- not contributed, can be because of, I couldn't find my vocab word, uh, <laughs> because of testing and a lot of the way the school yeah, curriculum is, is, is continuing to evolve and that, you know, kids now need to be tested for a lot of things and they even change the curriculum and kids need to, they're trying, they're struggling with putting more time in for actual quote unquote education and having these kids pass these tests than they are for physical activity. So what's going to suffer? Because I know in, in, even when I was in school and um, they were talking about, you know, sort of, we didn't get recess in high school, of course, but you had gym. And uh, they were talking about taking away gym um, because of some of the things that were going on. And, you know, then some other people were talking about, back then though, it was funny, they weren't talking about like, concentration you know of course we were in high school but they were talking about obesity and like the kids are gonna get fat and they're gonna be obese what are we gonna do and it's just like for you it's like because for some kids that freaking 45 minutes or to an hour was the only form of exercise they got and it wasn't like they they fed you like healthy meals in public school no, but they yeah fed you fresh bread pizza <laughs> and like a overly breaded chicken sandwich that yes. wasn't real chicken mm-hmm. um and I you had vending machines growing up I yeah, mean, we had. We were we've been in school now. Oh, okay, okay. Yes, of course. You had dietary. We were kosher. We were not. Yes. Yeah. And they have vending machines in the schools, which are mm-hmm. filled with all of these sugar, you know, beverages and all. But yeah, I mean, to your yeah, it makes, you know, the kids like we were talking about boys, and you have a lot. You have a large family, and you know, I have a large family. Yours much larger than mine, but we both come from a place where we know children and we're around children. And there is a difference between boy energy and girl energy. Oh, you know, I always and... talk about, <laughs> I always talk about it in boy energy. Because I've seen some boys and I'm like, wow, he doesn't really have that, like, erratic boy energy. You're a lucky girl. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. boys be bouncing off the wall. Yes. Mm-hmm. They do. Girls don't, yeah, I, I don't see girls doing that as much. Um, not naturally. And mm-hmm. they, um, yeah, like you don't see girls breaking their arms. Like of of all my siblings, okay, my immediate household, seven of us, mm-hmm. six girls, one boy. None of the girls ever had to get rushed to the ER for anything. Yeah, yeah. One time, one time, my sister fell off the bunk bed and broke her teeth. But uh, outside of that, <laughs> and now she just fell off the bunk bed. You know, yeah. like my brother busting his whole chin up doing flips on a skateboard like just stuff like that like Mm -hmm. boys will just jump off of things and like they i don't know what it is that's happening in their bodies that they feel the need there's like like it's like a small devil on their shoulder being like yeah you see that big gap between those I could jump it. Like if they, they're gonna try. Like my brother and I used to please he had a bunk bed and so we used to fight, like wrestle on the bunk bed and then push each other off the bunk bed. And then we used to fall on top of it didn't hurt because it was against the wall, so we would slide and we would fall on top of each other. And we would just keep doing it over and over, push like acting like recreating these wrestling scenes where we would fall on top. And I'm gay, very, very gay. And I was like, <laughs> there are certain things that I know that have come out like it's completely boring energy. And, you know, they, in the article, they speak a lot about how, you know, with this and with school, you know, particularly boys are diagnosed with these issues and then it affects them much differently because 
then the girls are rewarded because they're sitting still and they don't know why girls do this, the, the difference in the energy. And then boys are kind of like made to shamed essentially because they aren't being more like the girls. And in that school okay. setting, the girls usually perform better because they're okay with dealing with these pockets of time where, you know, they have to be still, you know, they can handle that better. The boys right. cannot. And, um, you know what's crazy though? What I always joke with people that I'm like, I always want to have a girl first, mm -hmm. uh, like with with kids, um, just because I've observed um, anecdotally that, <laughs> like, I've seen people they'll have a girl first, and the girl is calm. She is that that more chill girl energy, mm -hmm. and then and then they'll have a boy, and the boy got that boy energy, like he just do, and. The girl is just looking at him like, oh, he's all over the place, you know? <laughs> and they just got their, their girl who's like, you know, little helper or whatever. And then they got this boy who's running crazy. Yeah. Versus I've seen where the, the boy comes first and he's running crazy. He's this crazy boy energy. And then they have a girl and then the girl sees what the boy's doing and then she follows. That's true. And so she's doing what he's doing. So now you got two kids with this crazy boy energy mm -hmm. just all over the place running wild because the second child is just following that first child. Yeah. <laughs> and being like, yep, let's just destroy things. Um, <laughs> I've seen it. I've seen it so much that I'm like, no, I want a girl first. So I only have, if I have a boy next, then it's just the one just running, running crazy. And I'm pretty sure that, like like I said, this is anecdotal. This is no scientific research on my part. Yeah. Um, but I'm like, yeah, I've seen it. Then you end up with the two kids. So I'm wondering what it is too. Like, what is the percentage of girls that have brothers and then they go to school? Are they, is it that they now just have this erratic energy? So they're running crazy. Or once someone just tells them to like, sit and be still for hours, they're able to do it because biologically, they just don't have that thing popping in them. That's interesting. That's okay. interesting. I should, and I, I think mean, also, too, at what age? Yes, yes, what age, what age. Yeah, that's true, that's true. I, I know that for, like, us growing up, my mother had three boys, and then my sister um, was the, the baby, and she used to do everything, and people used to say, not to say that she was a wild girl, but she was definitely a tomboy. She definitely did all the things that we did and right. she would run and she would jump and she would do this, but she still seemed like she had moments where she could sit still, which I don't know came from my mom <laughs> being who I love, of course, being like, this is her only girl for so many years. And she was like, you have to sit by girl. I remember like during church or like during Easter and after church, they would let us run around or something. And my sister, my mother would always look at, watch her sister, or make sure she would chastise her because she wasn't close, you know, what is it called? Um, keeping her legs open because my mother would put her on a dress with stockings underneath. And she probably, and she like, <laughs> like, who's looking? But, she was you know, like, Fuck your stockings. Yes, you know. So, Cartwheels. I don't care about this skirt. Exactly, because my sister wanted to run around, and little kids obviously want to do those things. And I think even if regardless of whether or not the girl, the little girl has siblings or not, you see that a lot. So I saw that with my sister, where she definitely was made to sit a little bit still and 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 not do certain things that we were going to do because she was a girl. 
And I wonder if she had that freedom to sort of, you know, do the things that we did, would she have been, she definitely wasn't as rambunctious, definitely as my brother Jeffrey. But I wonder, <laughs> because she definitely was all over the place, but a lot of those things she picked up, because like you said, we were the older siblings and she just kind of ran with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were at the supermarket a few weeks ago and this little girl, I'm talking, the lady put her down on the floor and she was teeny tiny. The second her little foot hit that floor, she was knocking everything over. She was talking salads. Like, this girl, she was running so fast that she was, like, falling into Al. And, like, she didn't even care. She didn't even, she wasn't even, like, trying to stop and pick herself up. She knew that there was something on a bottom shelf that she could reach, and she had to get to it before anybody could notice what she was doing and stop mm-hmm. her. I mean, she took off just knocking things over. And oh, we were God. like, wow, like that is kid energy that I don't want. She couldn't have been older than a year because she was oh, my so God. Small. And it was just like, yeah, we don't we don't want our kids like that. And this was a little girl. And I was like, and I think I had said something like that. Usually you only see like boys. Usually yeah. That kind of energy, which I guess is not true. Uh-huh. Um, boys and girls can both have that wild. like Especially at that energy. young. Yeah, that yeah. small. Yeah. But I'm like, geez, like I'm wondering if um, these the, the teachers and stuff, because I know when we were in kindergarten, I don't remember us doing a lot of physical stuff. But I know that, like, if you put something in a song, oh, uh, we learned it. Yeah. I'm like, put something in a song and have these kids get up and dance or run around or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like, and then just tell them, like, if they don't learn it, then they have to sit still and learn it. Yeah. I bet you they'll learn it running around or dancing. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, when I was in kindergarten, uh, K2, I remember, I don't remember what K, because, you know, usually kindergarten is usually just for socialization, right? I mean, they have the kids in school and you learn your numbers and stuff, but a lot of it, you're not doing serious, I guess it's still serious work, but you're not like, let's study three hours for the exam. Kids, are, it's whatever. So I remember my teacher would play albums on a record player. And I remember some of the songs were Michael Jackson. That's all I remember. I don't remember anyone else, but we would dance and move a lot in class. And we would go out to recess. And even when we were inside, it was a lot of movement. You know, the classrooms are tiny, but we would. So I wonder, then it was different. Of course, this is like the late 80s. So it was a different classroom. But I think for her, also for the teachers, they probably knew. I don't know if they knew. I don't know how many studies, but they probably knew. Keep the kids active. Keep them moving. That's what they want to do. Yeah, and they can learn easy. Like you said, putting music to anything. Kids learn the hell out of stuff. You sing it, they learn it. Kids are good for learning songs and for lining up. Kids know how to line up. Line up, kids. <laughs> <laughs> kids will get into live. Yes. <laughs> but you ever know Size this? order. Yes, size they order. They know how to do it. That was where it got tricky. <laughs> and they they know it, it's funny how they sort of start indoctrinating you like how to like work in society filing in a single line getting in like being orderly because you know you're all over the place and I tell Josh even you know I go have you ever spoken to a kid that that small like how short attention kids attention spans are like when you're speaking to a child and you're looking in their face how they can be responding to you but their eyes are moving all over the place they're fidgeting oh, with everything. And it's like, you're not even pay, really paying attention to me. Like, you look at, at everything else. But also, the kids who didn't listen to music, like, you know how you're a musical kid, you listen to music or whatever in class, 
But there were always those kids who didn't like dance as much or who seemed to be bored during the music. And I'm like, now as an adult, I'm like, that's weird. <laughs> was it not your type of music, maybe? <laughs> well, you know what I'm going to say. What? Those kids are sociopaths. <laughs> it was later discovered in life uh, as adults that they're sociopaths. Yes. Like, yes. if you don't like music, you're a sociopath. <laughs> I just, I can't trust you. I never want to see you. Please don't try to have a conversation with me about anything. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 Well, they said um, in the in the article that there's an elementary school in Texas mm-hmm. that started working four recess periods into their day. Wow. So the kids could move around more. And then apparently the students were less fidgety and more focused, according to the teachers. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's something to the study and maybe there's some hope. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I'm like, especially when they're really little, mm-hmm. like when they're, yeah, kindergarten first grade second grade like yeah you're gonna have to just take that l and let them run around a little crazy because their parents are the ones that got to deal with the aftermath exactly not letting them move around they're bouncing off the walls when they get home yeah and kids too i mean we know that their attention spans are so short at that age you know especially when they're really small and they're constantly learning and it's like what you said i mean you can teach music you, that's a good way to teach a physical activity. You can be physical and, and teach kids how to do things while they're just running around and then have times where they're just running around freely. It is interesting. I wonder how, excuse me, how much that's changing in different countries and in different cities because I know for Utah before, and it seems like when you have the city of the high school, I wonder, <laughs> I wonder if it's for, you know, for elementary or something, do they have the same... Because I know there are restrictions. If you're trying to meet certain criteria, I'm pretty sure the city or whatever imposes certain restrictions on you. You know, and it's just like if you have you're working in a school that says this and this is a new schedule, then what are you gonna do? Then you do. It's interesting. It's really interesting. As a parent, you have to be like, oh gosh, I can't even imagine how that is. Sort of trying to find the right school and the right curriculum for your freaking five year old, six year old. That should be easy, but it's not anymore. You have to make sure they're in the class and you want certain things for them, for them to move around or to not move around. And no, I feel like, you know what, just as long as you let my kid run around, you feed them and let them take a nap and use the bathroom when they need to, we're good. Do they still I'll, take that? I'll, I'll teach them all the stuff they need. To <laughs> <laughs> the ABCs, one, two, threes. We got do, it. We got do it. you know if they still take naps? Like, when do you stop taking naps? You stop uh, taking, you're in first grade, you don't take naps. When you're like seven, I know. But like kindergarten, you said you don't know, I know. We have to ask someone. <laughs> like does, we have a friend who has like, what is he, four? And in Boston, I wonder, does he, he probably takes naps. And because he's not in real school yet. Yeah, he takes naps. Yeah. That's interesting. But I guess once you get in real school, K1, K2, they don't take naps. I don't know. I don't know, child. But we never even got a chance to talk about spanking. Oh, I yeah. I feel like spanking your kids is a whole nother topic in and of itself. Like, I had a whole debate with a group of people. It was like eight of us. And ah. it was like half people was on this side, half people was on that side. Chat. And some about, people had kids, some people uh-huh. didn't have kids. Um, yeah, oh, I got some stories because I done watched some kids get spanked and I was like, this is, this is like borderline abusive. But, you know, I just yeah. I had my thoughts on it. But, you know, 
a, when it's a friend or if it's a friend of a friend, you know, you just feel like you can't really say anything. You can't overstep your bounds and you don't want to, you don't want to tell people how to raise or discipline their That's children. True. But true. at the same time, it's just like, if you feel like a spanking is borderline abuse, I mean, am I overstepping my bounds? I just watched you beat a kid up. That's a problem. And, and and what constitutes that? Because it's like, you know, some people say, you know, with just, the, I mean, hand can be abused. You can punch a kid. You can slap them across the face. There are different things that constitutes abuse. It's not always just picking up something and hitting them with it. And that is really true because all the, the I don't know if we're going into this, but all the, the articles and all the research points to it can be negative. There are more negative outcomes than positive from like taking corporal physical punishment out on your children. Mm-hmm. And it, but then also there are certain things like, like I said, certain parameters, like, are you lifting, are you hitting them with something? And then they realize that a lot of parents who beat their children, beat their children, who physically hit their, spank exactly. their children, beat them like a dog. Yeah, spank their children are doing other, are using other methods. It's not just like the spanking with the, the hand or something. They're also doing other things which may contribute to these issues of what they feel like is, you know, might happen when they get older, just like aggressive children, aggressive adults or, you know, children, adults with emotional issues. So there's all these different things that happen, you know. Well, my thing too is like, why don't you think about it like this? Is it effective? Yes. Like, you keep beating this kid. Is it even effective anymore? Because, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, like, just beating them harder or longer or more, not so much a response when the beating don't take. Yeah. So, nah, I yeah. feel like we got a whole episode for that one. So Okay, we're we going to wrap it back. there. But, yeah, we we, we going to come back in a couple weeks, circle back to that. Um, in the meantime, <laughs> though... <laughs> if you like this episode of Black Hipster, uh, you should definitely go ahead and subscribe so you can mm-hmm. listen to us every single week. Yes, yes. love these voices. Um, and make sure you rate us. Yes. Um, you can also email us at blackhipsterpodcast at gmail.com. Yes, and ma'am. you can follow us on Instagram at blackhipsterpodcast. You can follow with your your handle, boo? It's Andrew Wiggins. Mm-hmm. You can follow me also at the Shawa Evans. That's T H E E. Yup. Um, yeah, I think that's all Did I got. We gave the email. We gave the email, right? I gave like, the email. Oh, okay, okay. Yes, I'm sorry. Hey, I'm sorry. I'm wine free tonight. No. Oh, well, I'm, I am not. So. Oh, yeah. I'm, just, I'm taking a night off. Um, I feel like I've been getting a lot of heartburn. So I was like, oh. no coffee, no wine today. Yes. So I might have to be here later. We'll see. Um, <laughs> I'm about to, go, about to go see about that right now. Alrighty. Until next week. Bye. Bye.